Welcome back to Breaking Generational Curses. This is segment four. But Maisha, let's continue where you left off. So where we left off was um, the last thing Nicole had said in regards to knocking on my grandpa's door. First of all, I think that she spoke to my granny about it and my granny told her basically what happened or what to say. Cause that sound like my granny written all over it. And then why did it take four days for her to respond, to respond you know? So with that being said, I just feel like she's just who she is and gonna always be. And like, she's just somebody you just can never trust because she's very spiteful, you know what I mean? And I, I know when I had my twins, she was supposed to be there basically. And she was there, but I don't know, it just seems weird that the things that Nicole do is just like, she does it out of spite. So I was in the hospital giving birth to the twins and her and the twins dad basically were at the house. She was making steak for him basically. And um, James told me, my son told me that they were in the kitchen talking about me. And she was saying that, why, well she was asking him like why I, why he allowed me to run over him or like control him mm-hmm. to, a, to a certain extent. And so I had the twins. Um, I told him not to come back to the hospital because I was mad. And I drove myself there and drove myself back after having a C-section. You so doing a lot. Oh yeah, because I was pissed off. Like he pissed me off because the night before I went into the hospital, it took him three and a, like three hours for him to go pick her up. Mm-hmm. So that was just strange within itself because she stayed 45 minutes away. Oh yeah, anybody so, would question that. Yeah, and then you're not answering the phone, and then you come back with cold food, and it was just weird. So I'm like, I'm not worried about that because I had to go into surgery. I had to schedule C-section. So while I'm in the hospital, um, he really didn't stay because I really didn't want him there. So she was supposed to come back to the hospital and help me, but she didn't. She was at the house. So they was at the house or whatever. So when I got out or when, when I was released from the hospital, I get home. Well, we go to Target and then I go home. And my house is clean and everything. It's no trash nowhere, but in a, in the tra- in the bathroom is a condom wrapper in the trash can. So all kind of stuff is just going through my head cuz I'm just like it don't this don't make sense. Like what the hell? Why is it a condom wrapper? A used Compton Raptor in, in a in a trash can. And the trash can was empty, so it was, I don't know if she planted it there. But it's like, why would you go to that extent to just plant it there? So I asked him, I'm like, what the fuck is this in, in a trash can? So he looking scared, as usual. Like, he just looked like, he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so wasn't nobody here but you, Nicole, and James? Like, why is it a Compton Raptor? Like, so in my head, I'm like, did she intentionally do that so it would cause friction between you and yeah your so i'm yeah. like thinking like damn like because she's spiteful in that way that's what i said from the things that you've said about her i mean i wouldn't put that password so in my head it's like i don't yeah i don't put a password because i heard stories about her anyway messing with other people's husbands and men's and stuff so after that i was just like wow like damn like 
this lady is really and, and then they both like lie and so it's like you really can't do too much because they're they're both lying they both said no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't them but I guess it just the condom wrapper got legs and just crawled in a trash can and just was like, like hey you see me like you know but anyway so she to me she was just trifling and then like I told I think I told my sister and like so every chance she get she be like you was a nasty bitch you fuck your niece's husband like she every chance she gets she puts her on blast you know what I mean and it's like she never denies it so it's like is it true mm. but she won't tell me if it's true because I asked her and she will not tell me that's my ex-husband but she won't tell me I mean it don't matter no more now I really don't care so if she tell me then it's gonna be like okay whatever like that's been done it yes it's, it's like it's been done but it just tells you a lot about who she is as a person so um enough of her goodness it's a lot so after I had my kid the twins I think there was about one um that's when my aunt Denise and my uncle Mitch had called me well my my aunt Denise I was talking to her a lot and she was basically telling me how um Keenan was being a handful out there and they don't know what they was going to do with him and if he did something else basically they was going to either send him to a foster home and if I wanted them then you know to let them know so he did something I don't know what it was but it was just like they was done the last straw yeah the last straw so I was all like she called me and she was all like do you want to take him before we send him to a foster home and I was all like yeah so he's 14 so I'm like okay so I, I I spoke to Dula because I was married at the time, so I had to talk to, I talked to him. I didn't have to, but I did. And I basically told him that my brother's going to come out there and that he'll be okay with it. So we did sit down and have a discussion. And I, I'm grateful because he, he was willing to, you know, open up the door for my brother. And so um, Keenan, he came to stay with me. And he was there... It was kind of, it felt good for him to be there, you know what I mean? And and kind of like raise him in a sense. Mm. Um, he been through a lot because, you know, with Nicole and all that stuff. So, um, what happened? So he was in school. He used to um, take care of the kids. I mean, he had behavior issues. So he used to do little stuff around the house that would pissed me off and then he he told me one time he was all like I think it was the last straw he did something and I'm just like you know what I'm tired of this shit but I never gave up on him I never say okay I'm putting your ass out type stuff like you know what I mean so I was always there trying to help him so it was one time I remember him telling me he was all like damn sis he was all like out of all the shit he's like I was putting you through like a little test and I was like he was all like all the stuff that I was doing, I thought you was gonna put me out. I thought you were gonna mm-hmm. give up on me, and you never gave up on me. That's what everybody else did. Yeah. So he was so used to everybody giving, giving up, up on him. him, because I feel like you don't. Some some people don't have the patience and don't understand where a person came from and why they are the way that they are. And sometimes it does take a little understanding and compassion and and patience to deal with certain things. You oh, know. Extra patience. Yeah. So it's like, 
I remember one time I kicked his butt because he did something disrespectful to me, and he called himself running away. I didn't put him out. He called himself running away. How long that lasted? <laughs> Not long at all. <laughs> I think he was gone for like a good two hours. And what's crazy was he jumped and got on the patio because where we lived at at homecoming, like it was, our patio was like right there, so you could jump over the little gate. Oh. And he was in the backyard the whole time, sitting in a chair. And he and he knocked on the front door. He came back in the house and he was on like. He was like, can I come in? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so funny because it's like, boy, like. You didn't go too far. Right. And then he, I was like, where was you at? He's like, I was in the back on a patio. I was like, no, you was not. So he opened up the door. He's like, yes, I was. Look. And so he was like, I'm sorry, sis. Please forgive me. Like, I don't want to go nowhere. I, I learned my lesson and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm just like, okay. So anyways, um, we, um. It was time for he graduation and all that stuff. Remember, mm-hmm. so remember he was all like, "Sis, uh, make sure you get tickets for everybody, Uncle Mike, Sheila, everybody that's in the mix right now, right?" And I was like, "Okay." So I get all these tickets and I confirm with everybody, like, "Hey, you guys coming?" Like everybody, like, "Yeah, we coming." Blah blah blah. And the graduation's at six o'clock, right? So remember we went to the graduation and. We was just like, uh, we was waiting for everybody. And I think I had called my Uncle Mike, but did, did nobody answer the phone? So I was all like, remember, and Keenan was like, he came out some type of way and he was all like, gave us a hug and he was like, where everybody else at? And I said, I don't know. So, graduation come, we looking back like, damn, where everybody at? Like, we got we all these tickets. Seats. Yeah, because we, we, the, we had the tickets. So it was like, okay, damn, like, we got all these tickets. Like, that was. That made that near made me wanna cry. Like, didn't nobody show up? Mm-hmm. Like that was foul. Like That's when he had his mama picture in his pocket, huh? Yeah. I he had the picture in the pocket and then he was just like we was all like after graduation, he seen like wasn't nobody there. Like he was like but us and he was like he was grateful that we was there, but he was like, damn, like that's a big moment in my life. Wasn't nobody here for me. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like he fought so hard to, to do, to point. yeah, and to do good and to accomplish things and complete things in his life to where it's like, damn, like, I don't have that family support, you know? And so he ended up getting a scholarship for football and he ended up going to, I think, New Mexico is D2, D2 school? I think so, so whatever but he 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 was kind of nervous in regards to that because he was all like damn like I don't know if I got a scholarship because everybody else around him remember everybody else was getting scholarships and he's mm-hmm. like damn why well, I didn't get one so he ended up getting one and remember he was at the Greyhound station and he was about to get on the bus he was like sis I don't think I could do this shit he's all like I don't want to leave like I, I'm not ready and I was all like no you ready like Go and be the best you. You know what I mean? Go to college, get your degree, and what you gonna get your degree in, and and do the damn thing, and play football. But you know, he never really liked football. He liked the basketball, mm-hmm. but that was kind of like a way out. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like, like he, it felt good for him to be accomplishing or getting like further in life, and and being the first one to go to college out of all my mom's kids, like. That was amazing to me. You know what I mean? And it was like, you could see the drive in him. I believe Kenan had a good heart. Like, he, 
he was a good person and just his demons got the best of him but I will talk about that later on down the line so as he in college he was coming home on the holidays and summers. the summers you know what I mean and then he graduated from college Remember he got upset with me because we left the, like the same day he graduated. But remember, I got he sick. Got sick though. Yeah, I was sick as a dog. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even understand how I got that sick. But he, sick. he was really hurt. Like he was, but it's like I was there for the main event. You know what I mean? I was there. You seen him walk? Yeah. He was really hurt by that. But so. He, he was a little happier because more people came. Like, Sheila, Cedric, of course. And then Dula and us, Jayshon. And that was, like, another big accomplishment. And he was so ecstatic about that. Like, and he stayed out there. And then he ended up getting a job in a correctional facility for teens, I think it was. Or the youth. The youth. Yeah, the youth. Yeah. And he was basically calling me, he was all like, damn, since he was all like, these kids, like, they losing their lives at a young age. And he said, basically, I want to reach them before they get here. Mm-hmm. Try to help them before they got it. And I was just like, so what you going to do? And he was all like, I don't know. But he was all like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to watch this shit. Like, this is crazy. So he ended up, him and his baby mama was at it often, right? So... He ended up coming out here. He moved out here with us again. And he started working, trying to get on. What was he doing? Warehouse work? Or No, he was doing driving. He was doing something. He was doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, he was, he was just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But you could tell, like, damn, like, he just, something kept pulling him back. You know what I mean? Like, something kept holding him down and keeping him stuck. It's like, okay, he'll get so far. And it's like, okay, if you get too far, no, we're going to bring you back down to here. Like, we're going to keep bringing you back down. We don't want to see you succeed. Kind of yeah, thing. so it's just like, damn. Um, so the last time, oh, no. So then she came, ended up coming out and staying with us, right? Mm-hmm. So this that time, it's like, he was like turning into somebody I didn't recognize. Like his whole character is like, damn, who are you? You know what I mean? Because he, it was like he was more into drama and chaotic energy. Like he was causing a lot of conflict between the family. He started acting like Nicole and them, basically, the division stuff. So because he started telling James certain things and having my son looking at me some type of way, or he would say, oh yeah, James, your dad, this and that, that. Like you didn't even know his dad, but then you telling the story about his dad. And my son is like, James is like, low-key believing him. And I'm like, James, it don't make sense. Like, Keenan don't know your dad like that. Mm-hmm. If anybody tell you something, it could be your Uncle Charles, but not Keenan. Like, he don't know him. So he was kind of causing a lot of conflict and be putting a wedge between uh, James and I. And basically the whole household kind of low-key. And it was just like, damn, like, who the hell are you? You know, it's like... I don't even know who you are no more. So it's kind of like I started distancing myself again from him. Um, So we would talk periodically, but then it's like he started using cocaine more and started doing things that 
I wasn't, I didn't want to be a part of, you know what I mean? Like just the energy is just off. So, um, he ended up moving to Montclair, right? And then him and his girlfriend at the time, and then he moved, no, she moved back to New Mexico and then he moved back to New Mexico cause she was pregnant and she was having a baby. So she went back out there and he went back out there and then he ended up coming back out here, right? Yeah. Cause he was, yeah. he was like, he felt like he was going he was, back and forth. That, and then he was like, he was losing his mind kind of like, cause he was like, Loki was crying for help in this situation as well, but it was just not working with him and her. You know what I mean? And so he came back and we let him, I let him, we let him come stay with us again. <laughs> right. And well, before that, before he came and I said, yes, he was all like, sis, I just need to be around family. I love you. I'm sorry. Like, cause he, he was kind of still rocky. So he was all like, he just need my help. Right. And he said he was trying to get off. He was trying to shake the, his demons or he, get off of Coke and all of that stuff. But come to find out he still was doing it. But he told me he was like, he wanted to kill himself then. So it was like me feeling like, damn, like having compassion, like, damn, I need to help my brother. Like, you know what I mean? Because I would, I don't know. He, he was very manipulative you, back you, then. You and let him back in. Yeah, and I let him back in because it was like, damn, that's my brother. I got to help him. Mm-hmm. So it was like he kept coming back or whatever. So this last time he ended up moving in. And then what did, we got into it. No, I had told him something because we went for my birthday. And so... He didn't have no money, but he was ordering drinks, remember? And I was all like, he was all like, oh, so take care of it for me. And I'm just looking at him like, it's my birthday. Like, well, I'm taking care of your bill. Remember, and I was feeling some type of way. And so I was all like, and so I told him, I was all like, you know, Ken, I said, that's foul. Like, don't do nothing. Like, you don't know how much money I got, regardless of whatever. Like, you don't know, don't count my pockets. Like, don't be sitting here ordering drinks and then expecting me to pay for those drinks. You know what I mean? So... We kind of like low key got into it, and then he said something about, you know what, I'ma just leave. Again, I didn't put him out. He just didn't like my directness. Like he didn't like me like being straightforth with him when it comes to certain things. So it's like he was so upset that I was bringing certain things to attention. And then remember, he he got upset too because he was like, why I didn't. Um, take him remember we went to that Mexican restaurant in Hollywood with Toto and them because of Bozy and Larry and, and oh yeah, yeah so he was like why he didn't get invited to that right and I told him I was all like because at the time he was like having a lot of stuff against Larry because of all the stuff that Granny was doing so I was like I didn't want to have them in the same vicinity like that like it's my birthday I don't want to hear the extra so he tried to get mad at that and was all like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to just leave. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I'm laughing and kiss your ass. Like, okay, bye. Like, so he left. And then he went to go stay in L.A. with Cousin Bozy. And it seemed like he was kind of like trying to get himself together or whatever. But, I mean, he really didn't. He really had a lot of shit going on mentally with him. And he ended up, you know staying with him and then he moved I guess to Inglewood with his roommate and he stayed there for a while and then he ended up back at Cousin Posey's house so we're going to end in that segment right now and we're going to go into segment 5 
after the break. Welcome back. So, Maisha, let's continue where we left off. So, we left off where I was saying that Kenan had um, moved to Inglewood with one of his friends. Um, and he was dating this girl named Dominique. So, my cousin would give, like, little gatherings at her house or, like, little game nights or whatever you want to call it. So the last time I seen Keenan in the physical was um, at her gathering at her house. Um, it was us. We were just having fun. We did like karaoke. We drank and we was playing like little games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he had pulled me to the side and was all like, hey, sis, let me talk to you. And I was all like, what's up? And so we went outside in the back and he was like, what you think about Dominique? Now, mind you, he was dating her for, I think it was a year, two years, about two years. Was it about two years? I think it was about two years. Because um, remember, she came to the Twins promotion. Oh, yeah, she did. So, yeah, about, I think it was three years. Right? Whatever no, it was. So, he asked me, he was like, so, what do you think about her? And he used to always ask me about my opinion about his little girlfriends that he had or whatever. So I was just like, I mean, to me, she don't seem like that's your type. You don't seem like y'all compatible. Have a lot in, com- yeah. in common. Yeah, they didn't have a lot in common. Like, cause it's like her life. She was going to school to be a lawyer and would eventually want to be a judge or whatever. So it's like, okay, and you like knowing who you are, you know, cause Kenan suffered through uh, addiction, cocaine, and he smoked a lot of weed, and he was just him. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like total opposites like you I don't know I I just didn't get I really wasn't feeling her like that like she just kind of like her energy was a little off to me so I was just like well that's who you choose to be with you know what I mean and I respect it like I don't really have too much to say but if you ask me my opinion I'm gonna give it to you so he was all like so you don't think she good enough for me and I was like I don't think she good enough I just don't think that y'all is compatible like that like I feel like he was more so with her because of the title, like, and he was blinded by certain things. And um, how would you say? He was blinded by certain things that was going on in their relationship. Because I found out a lot of stuff after he passed away from people. But but if some but if some um, somebody is trying to go down that road of being a lawyer and then a judge, don't their records have to be like squeaky clean and yeah, and their partners, partners or yeah. spouses' records have to yeah, be everybody has much to clean. be yeah, because they do a thorough background check on basically whoever's in your household and you because like you're you're being put in a position of authority and a, like somebody that's gonna be judging and you know what I mean so it's like so like what what was that was a motive there or it seems like that was really off because like what was she doing like how yeah yeah so it was kind of strange how they met and he he, he basically basically was all like because I asked him again I was like well how did you meet her and he was all like his friend introduced them together introduced them and basically they was talking and they were like she was all like oh I went to Manchester Elementary 
And I was like, what a fucking coincidence. How she, did she really go to Manchester Elementary? Like, it's a possibility, but it's just like, it's a coincidence. Like, okay, y'all met, like, here. I mean, and it's not. You went not, to the same elementary school that he went to? Right. And so I was like, you sure you remember her? He was like, no, nah, I don't remember her. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't know. It just always, it was always a question in the back of my head, like, what was her motives or whatever. But anyway, so we was talking. He's all like, but yeah, he's all like, I'm going to be honest with you. He's like, I really don't trust that bitch. And I'm just like, damn, like, that was harsh. Like, I was like, Kenan, why you don't trust her? Like, why are you with her if you don't trust her? But Kenan really didn't trust nobody. So it kind of like, it was like, normal for him to say something like that because that's like he really don't trust nobody but he it was a different type of i don't trust her like he had like a little aggression like he knew something but he felt something he maybe. felt something but it was just like he didn't know for sure what it was he couldn't he didn't want to let me know what it was but he he said a lot of stuff that night and i was just like wow like damn I was like, well, if you don't trust her, then I don't think you should be with her. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I can't be with nobody I can't trust. And if I got to be hounding and doing all of this extra stuff just to see, you know what I mean? Like, or keep an eye on you to make sure, like, you where you say you at. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just different stuff. But it was a lot of chaotic energy between the two. And it's just like, the more chaotic energy, the more he did powder. Mm. You know what I mean? The more he started... Stressing, the more... Yeah, like being more paranoid and stuff like that. So, um... So we go back in the house, and we all sing and dancing. So he goes, and he tells... Like, he told somebody earlier that day, he was... I mean, earlier that night, he was all like, Oh, do you got a boyfriend? He was all like, dang, needs you growing up, like, fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dang, like... And then it's like throughout the night he kept asking her the same thing and it's just like nigga what the fuck is wrong with you like that was just odd to me too so I was just and then somebody was all like it that kind of made her uncomfortable because it's like why was you approaching her or talking to your niece like that like to me that just kind of like maybe I was reading into it a little bit but it was still making her uncomfortable at the end of the day so I mean I don't know so I end up we left no we walking out and he was all like y'all want me to uh, walk y'all to y'all car and he was like no we good and he was all like oh yeah you some he, remember he made some type of smart remark mm-hmm. or whatever and then he said I said something and I was all like I said I'm not afraid of the dark or something and then I was all like no he was all like yeah cause you something I don't know how that conversation went but he ended up saying something about my hair being cut and I said I had to get rid of all that old energy like you know what I mean and start anew and then he was like yeah you both for that one he was all like I was all like yeah doing my work like my shadow work or whatever I'm getting I got to know my demons and how to you know what I mean control them mm-hmm. and then he was all like I don't got no demons I was like nigga the fuck if you don't <laughs> like you got a lot remember when I was telling I was all like you got demons you know? and he was all like nah I, don't, I, got, I got God or Christ or some shit he said and I was just like oh okay you got them all right you're okay <laughs> So, anyways, after that, I, me and somebody had talked or whatever, and then um, I was all like, you know what, I'm blocking him, because I was like, that was that was just strange, like, to me, and all of the shit that I've been through, and I wasn't even all the way, I, I'm still not done with my stuff, so I just was all like, okay, I'm just let it go. So, anyways, 
he called and he left a message and he was basically like hey sis I was calling to check on y'all and you know let y'all know I love y'all and I haven't talked to you in a minute and uh, that was it that was first message right so he called again he realized he was blocked so he was all like yo sis this is Keenan I don't know what's going on I'm still your brother like one minute we singing in the living room and the next minute you know I'm blocked I don't know what's going on I don't know what I did and I'm just like I mean I hear you but it's just like when you trying to go, trying to heal and go through the stuff that you need to go through to, to fix yourself, some, you, you, you don't have time to try to fix somebody else. In to the help process. other people fix their stuff because, like, I always put myself on the back burner for everybody else and make sure that they was okay. It's like, okay, now I'm putting myself first when I should have been doing that in the beginning, but I wasn't. But it's like, Keenan had a lot of stuff going on and I just couldn't I couldn't deal with it so that was like a no no so then um something was put in my spirit it's like months later something was put in my spirit and it was like I had to deliver a message to him so I call I unblocked him I call him and I'm like I said Keenan I was like you good and he was all like yeah, I'm straight. He was all like, how you doing? Or whatever. He was all like, oh, I, oh, you unblocked me. You know, Ken is sarcastic ass. Like, he, he's like, oh, you, oh, you want to talk? I, I'm only on your time type. Like, and I'm just like, no, it's not like I said. I just, I'm calling to let you know something. Like, and you need to take heed to whatever I'm about to tell you. And so I told him, I'm like, I said, Kenya, whatever you into or whatever, whoever you with, I don't know. It's Whatever it is, it's something big. And it's not going in well. I said, you need to get out of L.A. And you need to separate yourself from the people that you're around. Because whoever you around, whatever it is, it's not going to end good. And so he he laughed and he was like, damn, you act like you're a psychic. So it wasn't, he didn't say, okay, yeah, it's true. Or he didn't say it wasn't true. But he said I was a psychic. So a psychic, they basically foresee shit, right? right? So I feel like he knew what I was talking about. And at the end of the day, it was just like me telling him that. So he was all like, damn, sister, so you think I should just move into like out of L.A. and move into another city in California? Or should I just get out of California? I said, Kenan, I can't give you those answers. All I know is that you need to get out of L.A. and you need to get from around whoever you're around because it's not going to end good. And so he was just like, damn, he was all like, I said, I don't even want to know what the hell it is. And I, he didn't even, he didn't try to attempt to tell me what it was because he ever kind of figured out, like, I don't want to hear the shit. You know what I mean? So he was all like, well, damn, can you not block me no more? Like, can we still stay in community? And I told him, I'm like, Kenan, you, you go, you have so much drama in your life. Like, I don't want, like, I'm in a, the whole time, that's the time that I was doing my shadow work and trying to get myself mentally right, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you got too much shit going on. I can't add your shit on top of my shit. Like, I can't keep hearing, oh, damn, she in New York and, and Lil Mike is in New York and I, what the hell they doing, like, both of them in New York. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, he called me with stuff like that. Yeah. Or he'll say, oh, well, she over here with this person and or she at school and she not answering my phone call and do you think she cheating? I don't, I don't got time for all that. I'm not trying to be inspector gadget on your life like i'm not trying to be your pi like i don't want to that's just not what i'm into and so he was like no i just be able to i just need to be able to call you and talk to you like because i'm probably needing to hear your voice and 
I be needing some of your, you know what I mean, your, uh, some of your wisdom, basically. And so I was all like, I don't, like, I was, I was hesitant. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But I still end up blocking him. Um, and then I was like, that was it. And then the last time, no, cousin Bozy was all like, oh yeah, Keenan was all like, let him know when the twins graduate because he want to be at the graduation and stuff like that. I could give it, I give it to him. Like he knew that was important. Like he wanted that and he wanted to give that to his nieces and nephews. And he wanted it. to be, you know what I mean? A part of a major event in people's life or his family life. So I get it. But at the end of the day, I was just like, okay, we let him come to the, the promotion. And he, he's still low-key. He was trying to be messy that mm-hmm. day, he wasn't was. he? <laughs> like, he was being a little extra because other people was there. But mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I didn't say nothing, but I pay attention to everything. Like, you could tell. So anyways, I was just telling, um, I had told Bozzi, I was like, um, yeah. I said, I don't know about that. He was like, well, I still got my tickets, huh? And I was like, mm. Mm. But... Um, after that, he, yeah, he was going through it, through it. And this is, I think this is the time that he left. No, yes, he was staying with Cousin Bozzi. He was going through it. He was, like, he was in the verge of, like, breaking, I believe. Um, Cousin Bozzi called me. He was all like, yeah, Keenan needs to talk to you. And I was all like, for what? Like, Cause it's like the same thing, you know what I mean? And it's like, if, to me it's like, don't keep complaining about the same shit if you're not gonna change nothing. Like I don't wanna keep giving you advice and it's like you keep staying stuck in the same situation, you know? And so, because both of you like, oh, excuse me. He was basically like, and um, he said he needs to talk to you. He said he needs family. Like, he really stressing. Like, he really needs to talk to you. He was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's, he said he just needs to talk to his sister. So, I'm like, okay. I said, well, um, I unblock him and you can FaceTime him on three-way. The first time we called him, he didn't answer because he was in the middle of teaching. So, he called us back on his break. And you can see in his eyes, like, he, he looked so, like, lost. He looked like he it was so much going on mentally with him. And it's like, when I was talking to him, I was like, what's going on? He was all like, man, since he's like, I just feel like killing myself. Like, I feel like just dying. And I'm just like, why? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, you you don't have no responsibility. But you have your son, but he's in a whole other state. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's so going on so bad in your life to where it's like you want to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand because I wanted to commit suicide, but I was going through, like, a, I went through, like, a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't, but it's, like, what was you really going through that bad to would make you want to, outside of the drugs? Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, he was like, I don't know. He's like, I need, I need, ch- I need something to change in my life. Like, and I feel like he wanted to talk to me about, because he was looking at me like, damn, I'm, he kind of was like, oh, so we FaceTime. I had to FaceTime with Bozy on the phone, right? So it's mm. kind of like I felt like he wanted to talk to me one on one, but instead of a three way. I don't know. It was just I I wasn't 
I didn't want to really do that. You know what I mean? That it was something that I just didn't, maybe I should have did it, but I didn't. And he was just like, well, I'm going to go to the military. I said, nigga, you do not need to go to no military. I said, your mental is already not all the way there. You know what I mean? Just because all the trauma you went through, then you're trying to go somewhere else, adding no more trauma trauma. because you're going through battle and all of this stuff. I said, I don't think that's a good idea. He said, oh, you don't think it's a good idea? I said, no, I don't think it's a good idea. And so he was all like, and I was all like, taking yourself out is, that's the easy way out. Like, what are you running from? Like, what what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he just was like, he actually kind of like was crying, but like, I never, like, after a while, I stopped taking his tears seriously because it was like a front, like a feel sorry victim type crying because it's like okay he'll do he'll cry and then he'll say all of this stuff but then he'll go back to the being same. the same Keenan so it's like damn like after a while it's like it, it gets played out so you just like okay you really don't know if you really really mean it or this you know so yeah just like... so and then at the time too I feel like I cut him off like that like I really stopped talking to him because he caused a lot of he caused a wedge between me and James. Like, he was starting so much stuff with me and James, and he kept James in a messed up mental Mental state. Because it's like, he played James, and then he would say little stupid stuff like, you ain't gonna do nothing but go run to your mama, and it's like, James is like, mama, I I, I couldn't help it. I mean, you know I love grandma, and I know that's your mama, but I was like, you just mad. I told Keenan you was just mad because you can't go go to your mom. And then I was just like, I couldn't say nothing because it's like, it's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you so jealous? And it kind of remind me of how Nicole is. Like, you, he has a lot of those ways, you know what I mean? And so. It's like embedded in him. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like he had a good heart. I feel like if he was around the right people, but I feel like he had handlers again around him to where it's like it kept him out of his mind basically because he he was doing coke more and that don't help you know what I mean like that makes everything worse like okay yeah he smoked weed but at the end of the day it's just like he started doing coke more and it's just like so at the end of his life I was not in contact with him like that like after that after that had that conversation um but he said that he was gonna basically move and and get on his feet and get himself together and I was just like that's cool so um I was talking to cousin Bozy a few months later I think it was and he's like oh yeah Keenan had just or he was moving he was getting ready to go to DC with his girlfriend and I was just like oh that's cool like that's good like so in my head I'm like okay he getting out of LA like right. I mean I'm, I'm happy little, yes. yeah he listened to it. but he's getting out of LA going to her <laughs> right and I'm just like uh, but at least he's getting out of LA so he leaves his he, he packed up what I thought was strange was that he packed up all his clothes and kept it in his car when the whole scenario is just odd. Like, he packed up all his stuff and got it out of uh, Cousin Bozy's house or whatever, and he put it in his car. So he had it in his car. So he was, his car was there for six months, and his clothes was there. 
And so I remember Cousin Bozy was all like, before he came, he's like, oh, I sat in his car and would just sit in his car. And I'm like, you were sitting in his car. Like, that was so fucking weird. Like, who's just sits, who goes and sit in somebody's car? And then he had all his clothes in there. And like, looking at the pictures from the car, it was just like, damn, like, how was you sitting in the car? How was even Keenan sitting? And that's strange because Keenan's never been. He's never been like that. Like that type of person to have his shit everywhere. So it's like, who are you? Like, it didn't even seem like that was. Honestly, that didn't seem like it was Keenan. Mm. Um. So he went out there. His car was left here, and because of those, are like, oh well, yeah. Uh, he getting on my nerves. I got to keep um, going to do this payment because he pawned his stuff, I guess, to get out there. So he pawned his, his all his, his stuff the that he could pawn. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his um, his um, Mac book, whatever it was. He pawned all that stuff and um, to get out there. And so he was sending Bozy the money to basically pay on it so he wouldn't lose it. So, um... He was all like, oh, yeah, he out there. He was all like, yeah, he doing good. He was all like, yeah, he needs to come out here and get his, um, get this stuff out. Because I guess he got tired of going back and forth to the pawn shop or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then um, that was basically it. And then, yeah, so I'm going to stop right there because then we're going to go into him coming back to California on New Year's 2023. Be back after the break. <laughs>